Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink back and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome Ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show Coming at you not quite live From Boca Raton, Florida Thanks for joining us We start a little under the weather still I didn't want to uh, That's with the, the um, I guess the delay For the last couple of days I've been ready to do this but i didn't want to necessarily be uh sneezing through it it's just a little cold feel fine uh no real f- fever or any of the symptoms that you normally have if you're sick going to the gym the whole way through uh drinking the whole way through <laughs> not drinking out a couple of nights but yeah we're still uh we're fine it's just a matter of just to guess a little discomfort because of the congestion and uh yeah how i'm gonna sound to you guys so if it sounds a little different this week uh Sorry about that. We should get back to normal next week. So I know we're a little late, and that is the reason. Uh, But what you're actually going to get is a couple of pieces of content coming out over the next couple of, what are you going to say? By by June, definitely. Um, We're going to do this. This is an episode. You're also going to get a special, I guess you may want to call it a bonus episode or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be an interview with my buddy Dan, who was on the Disney Magic and uh, I'm sorry, was it Disney Wonder? I think it was. And he did a 14-night Panama uh, Canal crossing, and it was a repositioning cruise. So he went from Fort Lauderdale to San Diego. What an amazing, amazing trip that must have been. Um, I would definitely, you know, I, I've, I've talked about that as far as the Panama Canal being on the bucket list. But I just want it to be something where it's least... I don't know if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. I want to do a full transit, you know what I mean? And that's where it's kind of been for me. Uh, I want to thank everybody who shows up and continues to show up in the Facebook Live on Sunday nights, 8.30 every Sunday night. We do a Facebook Live, and we're having a little fun with it. It's trivia, cruise trivia. We have not necessarily nailed down the uh, <laughs> the technology to make sure that we know the first person to answer every week, but we're working on that. But we are calling it. I'm calling it how I see it. I think there's a couple of discrepancies here and there, but at the end of the day, it's for fun anyway, isn't it? You want to test your cruise not cruise knowledge, whether you're first, second, or third in line. You want to know if you got it right or not, just like the trivia on the cruise ships. You know what I mean? It's just we kind of do it for fun. And uh, it's fun for me to kind of think up the cruise questions and see what you guys will know. And uh, kind of adjusting their degree of difficulty back and forth uh, throughout the week. And for what well, I should say from week to week. But um, I want to thank you guys all for joining us in that. Big shout out to uh, Craig. Craig has been doing very, very well. Uh, we got to give uh, Sandra uh, the improved nod. Uh, we got Chris. Chris Decker in there, cracking the jokes, you know, hysterical off that boxed wine he's drinking over there, or whatever the hell she's doing. And uh, it's a good time. Speaking of the Always Booked Cruises Lounge on Facebook, I want to give a thank you to both Matt and Thelma and Kara and Scott, all four of which, by the way, are booked on the Always Be Booked group cruise January 18th. Still would love you to come on that. Shout out to Debbie Parker. She booked recently as well. 
Sandra as well, and uh, we are, it's, we're guaranteeing a good time on that one. That one's going to have a great time. What I'm working on with that is to see I'm in talks. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it happen, but uh, I'm in talks with them to try to, I guess, be basically, not rent out, but uh, I guess reserve a room on the ship during maybe one of their non-peak times, and you know I'm going to DJ it. I'm going to DJ the night or the evening, whatever time it is, whatever time we can get a hold of, and we'll have uh, some drinks going, and it'll be a regular cash bar or whatever bar it is, or uh, there's some different options. I think we could do an open bar. If that's the case, we'll see who's interested and maybe have everybody maybe kick in a little bit if you want to, and just, I mean, if you're going to have some drinks, it's $25 per hour per open bar, so that's up to you guys if you guys want to do that or not, but I think the better option would be to do is to just get the room, and if people want to drink, they can go buy a drink, uh, but I would love to have my uh, you know, DJ set up up there, we'll have maybe DJ uh, CJ Sancocho in there as well, we'll do some uh, mixing and mingling and having some fun, so that'll be it, we'll have a good time with that. Uh, I had the itch recently to cruise as you guys know if you're listening to this show you can probably relate to that so i saw there was some ultra cheap and that's just part of it the problem is i'm just addicted to looking at them i'm always addicted to seeing if there's some crazy deals out there and uh when you do that (laughs) you're gonna find them so i did find them i found some royal caribbean on the majesty of the seas deals uh you know not the best ship that's out there but still i was finding deals and right now, I mentioned it before, if you're looking for deals, they're not always through the roof, and sometimes it's volatile, so you may have to check back a couple of different times based on how, uh, you know, it's like a it's a volatile market with the cruising right now, with the, with the ships that used to go to Cuba and no longer do. So they're uh, putting out incredibly cheap pricing, and people are jumping all over it. So they're going, but then since they're going fast, people are bringing them back up and then bringing them back down. So it's just up and down. It's volatile. So I'm looking at those and I was seeing some $199 to $220 cruises for four days. So what I did was I booked one of them. And then I was like, I'm going to grab one of these. Why not? You know, it's going to be, you know, what, 680 720 whatever it is total after tax and uh, port charges. So I'm going to jump in on one of them. Still not knowing if I was going to go. I just saw the price and wanted to lock it in. And basically what I did was give myself a day and a half because Royal Caribbean, unlike some of the other ones, Royal Caribbean, if you're booking it through the travel agency, they give you a day and a half to book it. So they'll give you a little time. I think Norwegian does too. Carnival wants their money up front, but I think the other two do give you some grace period. Sorry if there's a sound in the background, it's the AC. Guys, South Florida, uh, it's 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 very hot right now. <laughs> To say the least, and uh, it's going through a heavy, heavy, uh, I guess, heat wave, and uh, it's a little dis- uh, uncomfortable, so we're going to have to roll with the AC. I do apologize. So there's a little bit of a hum in the background, but it kind of turns itself on and off, as you guys know how ACs work. All right, so so I booked the uh, Majesty of the Seas, and then Carnival, as they would, started sending me these casino deals, or maybe they sent it to me and I just didn't know. You always got to look if you gamble on a ship at all, always look and do a search in your promos. If you're on Gmail, go into your promos folder and search Carnival because sometimes there's just deals under there. So I went and checked, and uh, there was deals. There were deals. 
Um, unfortunately, it was just the fantasy class, and all I was seeing was these five-day sailings. Now, five-day sailings, that's like you're getting a four and five is a big difference. You know, we just got off the four-day cruising, uh, uh, four-day sailing on the uh, car- on the um, Navigator of the Seas for Royal Caribbean. Now, it went fast. We were taking it on. It was, again, expectations and perception. We were looking at it like it was a full cruise, which was our mistake. Maybe if we went in with a little bit of a different lens, we would have realized, okay, let's savor every moment because this thing's over. We were coming off our last cruise with the same crew, and it was a nice eight-day sailing. So four days just flew by. wasn't enough. Five days with the right expectations. Now, you're getting closer to the length of a proper cruise, but, you know, it is the fantasy class. Um they were showing uh, the Paradise, and they were showing the Ecstasy, I believe, or the Elation. I'm sorry, the Elation. So I'm going back and forth, uh, back and forth on those, trying to decide: Do I want to do a Monday to Saturday? Do I want to do a Sunday to, or a Saturday? I'm sorry, a Saturday to. Uh, was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday until Thursday. Just going back and forth because I'm seeing different pricing. Then. I refresh one day, maybe a day and a half later, look in, and along comes this stupid deal. They hit me with eight days on the Vista out of Galveston, Texas. Ready? Ready for how much? $109. $109. So I was like, ready. Like My knee-jerk reaction was, okay, pack up. Now, I got this DJ gig. Now, I saw that on Friday. I got a DJ gig on Friday night. So, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to drive out of there. I, I was so into this, I believe believe it or not, and you know me, I looked up flights. And uh, there was no flights from the 380. So, I was like, you know what, 380, round trip, then the price of the double occupancy, then the drink package, then the port charges. You're, you're spending, where's your great deal? It says 109 in front of you. Now you're spending, and I'm looking for a deal too. Mind you, I'm not in the market for a regular cruise right now. I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not I'm not thinking, okay, you know, this is cruise time. I'm looking for a deal. I'm looking for a steal because I want to sneak one in. So that no longer became like a sneak one in option. Oh, and by the way, on top of that, 16 hour, 16 hour drive back and forth if I wanted to drive so that would have been a cool drive probably one way i wasn't out my plan was i, don't know, I was kind of getting ready i had i had it open ready to book and i'm like all right so after work because i've picked up the dj shift at blue martini in west palm beach if ever in the area friday nights dj and blue martini check it out uh yeah i don't really take requests but i will from you guys so uh I decide that I'm not going to do it. I decide that, you know what, it's getting a little crazy. But what I was going to do was leave after the DJ shift, drive, take my time with it. I probably would have enjoyed that drive a little bit too. Spend the rest of the night driving through Florida because who cares about that. But then I really, you know, it's kind of a cool little drive. Once you hit that panhandle and you kind of slide through that Redneck Riviera, you know, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, then into Texas. That's a cool drive if you if you don't do it too often. Of course, you can get sick of it. Anything you can get sick of, you're driving over and over again. But I would have probably enjoyed that drive. But guys... The way back would have sucked. <laughs> Let's be honest. That drive home, eight days of eating, drinking, having fun, running around, you know, videoing, working, because it's going to be a work trip too, and uh, spending a bunch of money, and then all of a sudden, the next week hits, and you got to drive. Okay, go home, drive 16 hours home. That would have sucked. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to sit that one out. Now, if this was thing was out of Miami, I would have been at the port already waiting for the cruise, cruise ship to show up. But it was what it was. So I didn't do it. Came back down to earth, and I eventually settled on a five-day paradise for, oh, I think it was like $110. Now, the difference was is I could have gotten it for 75 bucks if I could have waited till like the end of August, but I paid total, I guess. It was total like $70 more. I'm like, you know what? Why wait? I don't want to wait. You know, let's get it out of the way. Let's do it now. So uh, I did it. So I booked it, and it ended up being right now, I'm only booked as one person, and <clears throat> the the what is it? The the total for the cruise is three eighty, three hundred and eighty dollars. So uh, that's a pretty good deal, and that's all in. That's with tax, tip, and everything. Now the thing is, I do have to go to Tampa, so it's not out of Miami, so it's not a no brainer, no brainer. But still, a couple hour drive for a five day, three hundred and eighty dollar all in cruise. Not too bad. Oh oh, by the way, hundred dollars on board credit. Is that crazy or not? I don't know. But it is what it is. I mean, I'll tell you this, though. After doing the Norwegian Sky and then being booked on the upcoming Carnival Paradise cruise. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Carnival Paradise. I am going to be about ready for a real cruise ship. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure I am going to wait until the group cruise to do another cruise. But I, uh, I, I it's going to be enough is enough with these clunkers. I mean... I did some. We'll get into the paradise in a little while because that's basically what this episode is—a uh, preview to the paradise cruise. Um, I did look at New Orleans too. So in these deals, I have three or four deals right now of varying degrees. It sounds like yeah, great, but one that one deal that was going to do the that was going to do Texas and was one of the ones I booked. It was like a last. It was called last minute deal. It's when they send it to you. Cruises as low as seventy dollars. Here's your list. You got two days to decide. <laughs> I love those. Those are great. Those are like the fire sales. But then I had the other uh, offer that said uh, up to $500 off. So I looked at that, and there's a bunch of sailings on that. There's a lot of cruises on there. Up to $500 off. I don't know. I think that's a little exaggerated. But I did end up seeing a New Orleans cruise in uh, September for like 250 Forty-five dollars per person, and you know how that works. That gets you up to about eight hundred bucks when you do the double occupancy, and you do the taxes and port charges. So I was looking at that one too, but then I'm like, is it really worth it? Just waiting for that, and waiting for that, then driving to New Orleans, and you know, you're not getting, you're not getting boats. Carnival Valor, which was cool because that's a, a proper cruise ship, but is what it is i just didn't want to wait that long and then also spend that much money who knows you know i don't know if at this point i booked this cruise solo so it is it it may be uh you know it may stay a solo cruise i don't necessarily foresee anybody i I asked the good go to five or six people i mean i wish Everybody had the life that I have where they could just kind of take off of work. I mean, they're actually making money. So don't think I got... (laughs) Listen, I don't know if I should be doing all this stuff and just kind of like going on these cruises. I'm kind of committed. I am working all day. The lovely Miss Kay will tell you. I am working up in my office all day trying to make this stuff happen, make moves, lay the foundation, build pipelines and things like that. But then, yeah, I figure it's like, all right, so you have the opportunity. Financially, I probably should not be doing these cruises, even though, but the problem is they're just ridiculous deals, so it's hard to say no. And you throw in the fact that ultimately it is content for you guys, which is going to happen. So 
uh, you end up twisting your own arm and you end up booking. But yeah, after the after doing the sky and then doing this paradise cruise, I'm gonna want to look to do a normal freaking cruise ship, and that's what it was with the uh, you know the 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 sky. I mean, I'm sorry, with the valor. Uh, it's it's not by any stretch of the imagination an amazing cruise ship, but at the same time, it doesn't have the Lido. It doesn't have the lifeboats obstructing your view of this horizon from the Lido deck, which is, uh, you wouldn't think it's too much to ask for for a cruise, but uh, that's how they roll with the uh, Fantasy-class ships. And the Norwegian Sky is a cute little ship. I really enjoy it, manage the expectations, but there really is nothing fancy about the Norwegian Sky, too. I wanted to get a regular, proper Carnival cruise ship. The Val- I think the Valor is, the Victory, that class, and those those ships, the Miracle, they're not anything like as far as uh, something you're going to write home about. They're not these beautiful, you know, showy, technologically advanced cruise ships, but they're, they're, they're regular cruise ships. They're decent cruise ships. Um, that's what I love about. That's what I loved about Carnival. Um, with Carnival, it's crazy because you do have almost like three. I would break it down, and I would. Lo- I would like to see what the other Carnival people here, the Carnival aficionados, think about this breakdown. I think it's broken down into three. I think you have the fantasy class of ships, which are, like I said, we're basically just kind of put together. Uh, 90s late 90s ships mid to late 90s built ships that are just completely outdated i don't care how much you refurbish them they're still just outdated then skip ahead you have these gorgeous vista class ships which and eventually you're gonna have the mardi gras but you're gonna have the right now you have the vista the vista sister which is the horizon and you're gonna have the panorama and these are next level cruise ships that are very very nice almost with a luxury feel to them a lot of bells and whistles so many entertainment and dining options and things like that almost to the point where it's slightly becoming sort of near overkill where I would I would argue that if they're the fun ship, they're almost the fancy ship now. You know what I mean? They took a little bit of the fun out of it on that class of ships. And then you have what's in the middle. And to me, that's Carnival Cruise Line. And a lot of people are going to say, I'm so happy they got away from it. But you're talking about the gaudy glossy floors and ceilings which are almost you could see yourself in the walls the bright decor the star-studded neons and everything like that call it what you want call it a little over the top to me i i it's it's comforting to me it's carnival cruise line to me for a bunch of reasons you're gonna have a little bit of a different energy on those ships because you're going to have a class of uh, you know cruiser that can afford those ships, so it's going to be not necessarily the uptightness of the um, of of the of the of the Vista class, but also not the you know you know we're talking real here. <laughs> I don't pull punches. I'm in this paradise group on Facebook. Let me tell you what the what the what the talk is. There's a bunch of people trolling the the Facebook group, trying to figure out who has the drink package so that they can message them and make sure that they know that if they don't hit all 15 drinks, that they should uh, feel feel free to donate some of their drinks to them. This is what's going on. There's a hustle going on in this Facebook group. So yeah, so you have that, you know, a little bit of a kind of like, what do you want to call it? Let's just call it less than rich (laughs) less than stuffy whatever it is it's just it's just not you know it's nothing to do i'm not saying a single word about 
religion or race or anything like that. The level of people are, let's just say, everybody. They're looking for a bargain. There's everything on there. They're all looking for a bargain. And uh, they're all just kind of aggressively hitting people up for their drink package drinks that go unused. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet in any cruise group. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it's happened. It's not, again, stepping back. It's not a race thing. It's not anything. It's just it's all races, creeds, colors, everything. They're all just kind of like, it's like, yeehaw, let's, 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 let's drink for cheap. Uh, so... That's where that's what you have with that. So right in the middle is where I like to live with Carnival. And that I guess you can make the argument that it's a little bit cookie cutter, a lot of those ships, and that would be the drawback that I would agree with. But it also is very homey. Like when you look on the miracle, whether it's the splendor, whether it's the conquest, whether it's the sunshine, you know, you have the hallways look the same you know the hallways have a same feel you know where the piano bar is going to be in relation to the main dining room in relation to the nightclub you know the f pool is going to be that be there on carnival splendor i called it the hallway to fun the pathway to fun because you just look up and you see those boards that just uh in basically neon lights tell you where you want to go and that's exactly where you end up walking because it's just kind of like it just it just feels like home like i said and uh i like that as that's that's my kind of carnival cruising the the horizon was a beautiful ship it was a dead ship it was a boring ship you know what i mean i think when you walk into an atrium and there's a giant gorgeous albeit gorgeous expensive dreamscape that's lulling you to sleep and kind of like uh hypnotizing you and then out then you walk in there after dinner and there's like 12 people dressed in all white playing string music celestial strings yeah you're going to bed these people are putting you to sleep that's what that's what the to me the vista class is i i haven't tried the dream class the dream the breeze and the magic to me I have this idea in my mind. I've never experienced them. I have this idea in my mind that that is going to be the happy medium. I have a, I have it in my mind that those are going to be the ships that are a little bit bigger and nicer than the carnival that I'm talking about and that I'm used to, Miracle Splendor, Conquest, things like that. Uh, and this is going to be the ship that gives the best of both worlds. It, a little bit intimate, but at the same time a little bit nicer with all the bells and whistles with the guys barbecue and things like that. A little bit more open on the promenade deck with the hot tubs and things like that. I'm looking forward to trying one of those classes of ships. Right now I've been on this Royal Caribbean kick you know what i mean so so here's a good one leading up to this cruise i uh reached out i said screw it you know what i mean i don't ever really usually pull this i did on the break on the breakaway yes on the breakaway cruise and it worked out so i decided to do it again and people tell me to do it all the time but i don't know i'm a little hesitant i feel like i don't know also because i watch doug watch doug parker cruise radio i know he lets everything come to him pretty much doug's got to realize i'm not in the same boat as him either you know what i mean you have to you're starting out you got to kind of you know be your biggest fan at the beginning this guy's a legend, so I gotta hustle a little bit more, even if I, you know, do some things that necessarily this the seasoned person who uh you know, quote unquote and I know Doug, I know you love this word too, influencers out there do. I, I gotta do a little bit more of that stuff because I'm a little bit more in the come up than him. But having said that, what I did was I decided to go to the carnival PR department and just write an email. So I wrote an email saying, Hey, I got a podcast, it's growing, and uh I, I would love to, you know, I, I booked this cruise because I got a great deal with the casino, but I do have a podcast and, you know, 
Full disclosure, I abused the living shit out of the fantasy class. I told them that. I told them that I that I abused the fantasy class, but uh, I mostly do it tongue-in-cheek a lot of times, and I say, you know what, while I do kind of mean most of it, it, what it does do is open up some discussions because I know a lot of you guys do like the fantasy class, and a lot of you guys push back on me with the fantasy class. My plan is to come on this cruise and enjoy it and basically do a full review, a full ship tour, and things like that. And who knows? Maybe uh, I'll be, you know, turned around. But I also said that, you know, I'm not doing that as a power play at all because I know my little podcast is not something you're going to be afraid of if I wanted to continue to bash it for that. I didn't say it all. I said in much a little bit more eloquent terms, I like to think. And then uh, and then I said, but what I would like to ask if at all possible is if I could get some access, either the cruise director or somebody on the entertainment staff, maybe a stand-up comedian, if I can get some access to get a, get a little soundbite from, that would be really, really helpful. If not, I totally understand. Thank you, Tommy. Always be both. Here's a link to the show. Within about 10 minutes, I get an email back from Vance. Uh, and Vance, I guess, is a uh, big shout up there with the Carnival PR and Marketing Department. I met Vance when the on the very first day I met Doug. I was corresponding back and forth with Doug, like I said, before I met him because something happened with Royal Caribbean. And I just wanted to, I was a fan of the show. So I reached out and see what, asked him what the deal was. So he says, uh, answers me, gave me some great answers, some, some great advice, did a great job. And I really appreciated that. But then he said, I'm actually going to be in New York City uh, tomorrow. Well, are you in New York City? I said, yeah, I run a place called Johnny Utah's. You should come by. And uh, he took me up on it, showed up, and that was the whole infamous fireball story, which uh, we won't get into right now. But uh, yeah, Doug got after it that night, and he brought Vance with him. And Vance was in there drinking, and <laughs> Vance didn't want... This is funny, because I showed, I sent him a link to the show. I'm asking him for access, and this is the, probably the show that's going to come up when he goes to listen to it. But you guys know, it is what it is. We, we're going to keep it real here. But Vance... <laughs> The guy who responded to my email, we'll see where it, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, he gets back, and you know, if he doesn't, it doesn't work out. No problem. But you know, so he's in he's in my bar, and you know, obviously, I'm the GM there, and him and Doug, I'm taking care of them, accommodating them, great. And he, Vance, grabbed me, looked me dead in the eye, and goes, "Can you give me give me some drinks? I'll 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 give you a free cruise." <laughs> Vance may have been getting a little overzealous there, or maybe Vance had had a couple already. I don't know, but uh, I didn't get the Vance. You owe me a free cruise from uh, the couple of drinks I gave you, Johnny. Tess. Of course, I'm kidding. We don't owe you know you, a couple of drinks versus a free cruise is not. Uh, but he did. He did say it basically. If he, if I could take care of him that night, he would give me a free cruise. Clearly thinking he'd never see me again, but here he is answering my email today. <laughs> And he answered it, basically just asking, uh, "When are you going? When when's this? When's the ship date and sail date?" And I was like, "I know I put it in there, but I guess I erased it when I was proofreading it and restructuring and didn't add that back in." So I was like, "Oh, hey, Vance, how are you?" I still don't know if he knows who I am or what, or or, or if he makes the. I know he would remember me if I reminded him of that story, but I don't know if he put the two and two together. But I'm not gonna go crazy. I put in the request of what I put it in for. Told them who I was. I would rather, you know, if I got any access, rather be on the merit of, you know, hopefully uh, the show, the, the the growing popularity 
allegedly, ideally, of always be with cruises might get me uh, a little access to some of the people that are on board. And I think we might have a good time with that. I think that'll be fun. But that's about it. Yeah, so that happened today. It was a busy day over here today. Got a lot of stuff done. And uh, that's about it. Let's get into the cruise news. And continuing with the theme where this may or may not be the best week for the powers that be at Carnival Cruise Line to be listening to the show, basing on whether or not I'm going to get any access to anything, Carnival has been all over the news lately, and quite frankly, it has not been for anything good. Uh, So... President Trump's ban on U.S. US citizens traveling to Cuba has hit the cruise line extremely hard. Uh, Despite J.P. Morgan saying that they don't think the ramifications will be crippling to any long-term degree, Carnival seems to be feeling some of the effects from a business standpoint. They project that they're going to lose four to six cents per share of their stock and their earnings projected will go from 4.35 to 4.55 per share to uh, 4.25 to 435 a chair uh and pretty much all of this is said to be the result of the travel ban um the state department cited its reasons for the cuba ban uh for us being able to go down there is whether it's air passengers land-based passengers or cruise passengers their basic response is because of the repression of its citizens which had been the case pretty much the reason why we've had the embargo all these years anyway and also the support of venezuelan's president nicolas maduro who uh you know who's going to face a challenge from the opposition leader juan guiado amid their spiraling economic crisis that's going on right now so did you know that Back in the uh, 90s, the Pope went to Cuba and condemned the U.S. for its policy on isolation. That was crazy, right? I didn't even know that. I learned that today. And you'll find out why I learned that today later, but I did learn it today. So, yeah, so that's uh, basically what all this talk of Cuba and Cuba, that's a New York thing. Yeah, you guys know that or not. New York is, you know, and you've probably heard me talk, and I try to get better at it. I try to, you know, not to drop the R's. So, like, let's pick a word here water you know it's supposed to say water so I try to say water as much as i can but my natural instinct is to say water and uh because of that new yorkers switch it if there's no r they'll add the r so like if you're gonna say a sip of soda a lot of times new yorkers will say a sip of soda it's weird and you may have heard me a couple times i said cuba i said havana and it happens sometimes but hey listen this isn't language 101 is what it is but i'm just talking about in in the midst of talking about all the things that are happening in cuba i I thought it was there's a lot of things that are going around and i think maybe it's good to just throw it out there what the actual official reason is that the united states are putting this uh, travel ban on for cuba it's basically because they don't like the president supporting Venezuela, their current president, as well as the fact that they just, you know, and it is. I mean, I'll give you that. I don't really know who you tell me who can argue that what the Castro regime has done to those people. I mean, me, I don't want to get political, but Tommy, I'd always be booked. Argue with me. Tell me what I'm missing about what's not horrific about what Castro has done to those people. And apparently this is not an overnight thing. The Trump administration has previously condemned Cuba's support of Maduro and threatened an embargo on the country several times before. And it just, I guess, basically 
became official. So we have a quote, Veiled tourism has served to line the pockets of the Cuban military, the very same people supporting Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela and repressing the Cuban people on the island, the U.S. State Department said in a statement on June 4th. Uh, he can, they can, the statement continues, The United States calls on the regime to abandon its repression of the Cubans. Okay, that's pretty broad right there though, right? Uh, cease its interference with Venezuela and work towards rebuilding a stable, prosperous, and free country for the Cuban people. Uh, travel from the U.S. to Cuba is still permitted under cir- some circumstances, including visits to family members, governmental affairs, and humanitarian pro- uh, projects. So I guess that's still okay. If you can get to Cuba, if you have certain there's there's exemptions that are made if you have family there and there's a certain situation or whatever maybe somebody's dying uh if your government affairs if you're within the government and you, you know they're sending you or there's you have governmental business or political business to go there you can go and humanitarian pro- projects and i'm sure that's not just a, upon you to take it for what you want to do uh, from a humanitarian standpoint you have to get that approved from the government you know i made that up but i'm sure you can't decide you want to go uh hand somebody some, uh, you know, fruit or some vegetables or some meat, and you can't just go there on your own, and then turn around and say, well, I was on a humanitarian thing. You probably have to get it approved. What also might not be helping earnings is the fact that one of its largest ships at sea has to cancel its next three sailings. That's right, the Carnival Vista, who has already um, had to amend its last itinerary and extend the cruise by a day because due to engine problems, it's not able to reach its maximum cruising speed. So... In a very unusual move, Carnival has canceled. And by the way, let's back up. So I guess this is why I talked to you about this crazy cruise deal that I got, $109, eight days on the Vista out of Texas. Great deal. I would take it. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't complain about it. It was in Miami. But the reason it's such, it's such a good deal is because of the fact that since it can't cruise at maximum speed, it had to go down to from four ports of call to two. And uh, a lot of people are not, are not happy with that. Um but so what they've done in a very unusual move is canceled its July 6th, 13th, and 20th sailings so that they can get a handle on the problem. Um, they can make the repairs and fix this thing once and for all. Are you booked on one of these sailings? Now, let me tell you what you've won. See, I almost want to find myself in this situation sometimes because often you end up making out so much better than you thought you would. Um, we have a quote from Carnival. They say, since... We'd love nothing more than to welcome you back. We will be extending a 100% future cruise credit, the company said. The credit must be used to rebook sailings taking place taking place before December 20th, 2020. So you're going to get 100% future cruise credit for this. And I don't know. To me, you can't you can't you can't be upset with that. You you can Still take this cruise or not take the cruise, but you're going to get 100% future cruise credit. So I think that's a great job by Carnival, and really, I don't know what more can you ask for. Uh, but you got to do it by December 20th, 2020. And to round out the hat trick in their story of the Carnival misfortunes lately, apparently there is some trouble in paradise. And by paradise, I don't mean the junk box of a ship that somehow still sells out most sailings, also the one I'm going on. I mean, I'm talking about Europe. Uh, Arnold Donald, uh, again, we talk about it. Never trust a guy with two first names. Just kidding. Uh, he says, now our continental European brands have been facing heightened geopolitical and macroeconomic headwinds, which has impacted operating performance this year. 
See, these are a lot of big words. And what they mean is we're just not doing well. Uh, he continues, our growth in these markets has continued to outpace general travel. But growing into a contracting level travel market has put pressure on our ticket prices this year. So the brand is growing. The uh, sailings are growing. The bookings are growing. But they're not happy with the amount of money they're making as a result. He continues, our German cruise brand, AIDA, has grown double digits but has not been able to hold price in that environment. Now, despite these headwinds, AIDA has among the highest returns in our portfolio. He added, noting that AIDA is one of the strongest brands the company has. And so while they may not be a yield story, it's an earnings and it is an accretive story. It is helping us deliver overall, Donald stress, stressed later in the call. So again, you're dealing with a cruise line that is growing, that is doing pretty well with the top line but because of all the expenses because of the pricing that they're forced into because of whatever else they're saying is uh, macroeconomic in the region they're having to not make as much money as they like which is the reason for what I just said before is about their projected earnings to go down Donald then switched focus over to the southern European market with Costa the cruise line I like to refer to as Carnival Parmesan uh, apparently the economic environment in places like Italy are not so conducive for growth and, and, and prosperity in the cruising space Mr. Donald goes on now in southern Europe, while the environment had been challenging for multiple years now, we have encountered further deterioration in the economic environment in Italy, with Italy experiencing a recession. These are all quotes, and he's kind of speaking off the top of his head on a call, so what's written isn't necessarily the most eloquent. He's just kind of like, I guess if you're on the call, it's making a little bit more sense. It doesn't make as much sense when, you sh when you're transcripting it, but it is what it is. Um, Aside from the issues Italy is experiencing financially, there is also a concern that land-based vacations have taken a solid uptick, and that has also affected the earnings. So this is going a certain directions that I'm gonna. This is going in a certain direction that I'm gonna comment on after. But he's gonna continue. Prior to this year, despite what had already been a challenging economic environment, particularly in Southern Europe, Costa was executing along the path toward double-digit returns on invested capital. In fact, in the last five years, Costa more than doubled return on invested capital, capital, albeit starting from a lower base. I don't know, man. Listen, I'm, I'm no financial whiz here, and I can barely weigh in on all this shit, but the tone of Arnold Donald is one of that of one who might be looking for a job soon. I, I say that, and I shouldn't be so cavalier when I say that, but I'm just thinking about you know my position and my and how it was when you're running a business and you're sitting on the top i get it it doesn't matter whether these excuses are legitimate or not it doesn't matter whether you want to talk about it. well look at italy uh they're in a recession and land-based vacations have taken an uptick okay that those two things are contradictory you know what i'm saying so you first you're saying well they won't spend money because they're in a recession secondly you're saying they're spending money but they're spending it on land-based vacations that's the type of shit in high level business that gets you canned okay well which is it mr donald uh i probably shouldn't be again we're, talk we're talking crap about a cruise line that i'm just asking for access to and in general as i'm kind of coming up 
probably so many people will just advise against me kind of going against this but again i'm not you know i would love to get access i would love to get uh invited to things premieres balls this and that my most important thing is to kind of shoot from the hip and give you guys what's on my mind so if i have to sacrifice that type of stuff to tell you like my true opinion on things as it is what it is but i just go back to you know being in charge of multiple businesses and having multiple general managers underneath me I can't go to my boss and say, well, Mr. Boss, here's the reasons. The financial outlook on things isn't good right now for the, for the, for the economics in general. We are in a mild recession. And so-and-so just opened up down the block. So those are the two reasons. Hopefully, I package that up nicely enough to be able to keep my job. It doesn't work like that. He looks you in the eye. He goes, fix it, stupid. I don't give a shit what your excuses are. And, uh, you know, I get it. There's a fine line between the words excuses and reasons. And uh, even if the reasons slash excuses are good and legitimate, in in the business world, a lot of times it doesn't matter. I read Jack Welch's book. You guys know Jack Welch? He was the CEO of General Electric in its heyday. And he was the guy that instituted a lot of the, um, I guess, programs and concepts and, and systems that you know, made it what it is, and he was just a legendary CEO, spoke at a lot of uh, speaking engagements, and, you know, he was paid dozens and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do speaking engagements and things like that. You know what his policy was? You was, there was Somebody was getting fired. Somebody was getting fired. You know what I'm saying? The 20% lowest performers, they could be better than 80% of the performers at JVC or Sony or whatever. But if they were the 20% lowest, didn't matter. You were getting fired. And he just had this cockamamie rationalization as to, you know what, it's good for them because I'm challenging them. And if they have to get fired because of that, they'll be better for it. I mean, no, dude, it's not. It's, I mean, run your business how you want. It's not good for them. <laughs> if you want to, you know, they gotta, they're on the street. They're just busting their ass. What did that do, though? You know what I mean? That just, that just, that just, uh, it, it fostered an environment where healthy competition was always at play. And oh well, if you're one of those twenty percent people, and you were maybe just a, 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 a whatever the the unit of measurement that whether they were be doing a good job or not was, if you were just a hair behind your competitor, that's listen. You got to draw the line somewhere. And you know what? You're out. That's what it. That's what it is. It's almost like Carnival. If, if I read, I read that book. The um, that book about that guy who David Allen Bruns, David David Allen, David Bruns, whatever his name is, he was the American guy that boarded the ship. Carnival doesn't buy when they lose silverware, when they lose uh, whatever it is, plates, napkins, whenever they lose kitchen smallware, flatware, whatever it is, they don't replace it. They don't replace it. Well, I shouldn't say they don't replace it. They don't replace it simply based on what was lost. They replaced it based on what they project that they will need. And then what they what that does, and the reason they do that is because it con- it, it fosters an environment where servers and everybody are fighting over these pieces of equipment that they need to do their job. And you got to do your job. Your the accountability is strong. You have to do a good job. And they don't care that you know what somebody two sections away from you stole all your forks or someone two sections away from you uh stole you know your 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 tongs or whatever it is that you need to do to do a good job 
you need to make sure you have it. So there'd be a thing where they would run to the galley early. And managers would run to the galley early and get their pick of whatever pieces of equipment. If you knew that you had a rough night the night before and you got to the galley late, you knew all your guys were going to get all, all the guys that were working in the other sections were going to get the important pieces of equipment that you needed to do your job because, granted, some of them would get lost or thrown away or damaged or whatever, and you would be kind of screwed. But you can't go to your boss and say, what do you want me to do? They got the equipment. No, you got to find your way. You, have, you still have to get it done. The cruise line puts it on you. Now, my boss put it on me. Okay, so there's a new bar that opened up. What are we going to do? Accept uh, you know anything less than success every time another bar opens up or another restaurant opens up no i mean so like with all due respect to mr donald here it sounds like a bunch i mean it sounds like something that typical ceos and presidents and companies and owners of companies do not accept i don't know though you know maybe there's more to it that's just again I'm just talking about it from a layman's standpoint. All right, let's switch gears over to something positive and something coming to us from MSC Cruise Lines. They're getting a little bit closer to the launch of their brand new private island called Ocean K. Here we go. Is it K? Is it Key? Call it whatever you want. I don't care. I mean, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to go with K because it just, I don't know, that's what rolls off my tongue. I know Key may be the proper... People really get mad about this stuff. It's actually kind of funny. They send you the definition. They send you stamped approvals from the locals and this and that. They get mad. They get pissed. But it is what it is. K comes off the rolls off my tongue, so I'm rolling with K. Um, hopefully, we can get past that. Uh, the Bohemian Island is set to open later this year and will feature eight beaches, a place called Seeker's Family Cove, which is a shallow lagoon to play in uh, with a beach for games, monitored by lifeguards. Uh, they also have Seeker's Food Court which will be complimentary for guests. They'll have the spa at Ocean K. There'll be various evening entertainment, including a light show around the 98-foot lighthouse at the center of the island. They'll have a traditional Junkanoo parade. They'll have a bohemian festival consisting of a feast of color, costumes, music, and dancing, and tons of shore excursions, uh, including stand-up paddleboarding, kayaking, snorkeling, and stargazing in the evenings. It sounds like they're going to do a lot of uh, nighttime stuff here, so I don't know if they're going to do overnights, which is cool, but it sounds like I don't know how you're going to do all this stuff if you're not offering, if you're not making a concerted effort to have the, uh, I guess, you know, some overnights and things like that, or at least late night port port times or whatever. Uh, MSC has prepared a statement, and it reads as follows. The vision uh, for the island is to immerse guests in the natural beauty of their surroundings in the Bahamas. Ocean K is founded on a deep commitment to ecological principles, uh, beliefs that shape everything from how venues are built and how the island is run to the kind of activities featured on the island. Work is underway to design opportunities for guests to learn about the protection of the oceans and the importance of preserving coral reefs through dedicated edutainment program. Okay, so uh, you heard me stop there. We're getting cute and we're making up words. We have a in my former business, you know, entertainment. This they're going with edutainment. I like it. I do like it, but it did sneak up on me right there. A little edutainment. What's the most edutating thing you've ever been you've ever done? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. 
Uh, so this looks like it's going to be a very green project, and I do not just mean the water. They're going to look to restore and reestablish uh, marine resources and endangered coral, and they're going to be looking to provide guests with an educational look at how they can help with sustainability in our seas and the oceans. MSC, I mean, it's so committed to this that they commissioned an REA, which stands for Rapid Ecological Assessment, uh, which would give them a short-term overview of the whole area around Ocean K. This would better enable them. This would will better better enable them to assess what action needed to be taken and what ways they could most help the aquatic environment. As a result of their efforts, the Ocean K team is already seeing an increase in marine life in the area in the short time they've been doing it. And the REA identified 88 different species of fish around the island, as well as lobster, sea turtles, and rays. When I hear that, I can't help but think of Matt from the Cruise Geeks. Shout out to Matt. What's up, buddy? I am going to be in the Tampa area. Maybe we'll have a cocktail. Maybe we'll have a drink. See what's going on. We'll find out where the hell you've been. Um... So let's get back to Carnival, <laughs> and let's talk about something po- carno- uh, positive with Carnival. Carnival Mardi Gras, that's right. She was built in the mid-'80s, and uh, I'm just kidding, not that Mardi Gras. We're talking about the 180,000 gross ton Carnival mega ship that's set to debut in 2020. Um, man, this stuff goes fast. Can you can you imagine? I, I remember... You know when they say that when they announce they're gonna the name of the next ship and what it's gonna be or they 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 placed an order for a ship, don't you think it's like oh you know two and a half years before I'm gonna be able to get on this thing? But you're hearing about it. The PR machine is starting to roll. I remember the Vista, the Carnival Vista, which is now what it was built in twenty, what is it twenty sixteen? I remember when that was you know like it was like twenty fourteen and there was a Facebook page on it and. They, they kind of did personification where it was Vista's Facebook page and the Vista would comment as if it was its own person. Oh, I got painted today. Kind of corny, but kind of fun. Kind of, kind of, kind of cheesy, but entertaining. And it did kind of work. I would, I would follow, see how they, you're like, you know, it's really, it's not going to be built for another two and a half years. And now here we are almost three and a half years into it being, it's almost like an old ship now because you got the, uh, panor- the panorama is about to come out. And we're already talking about the Mardi Gras, the Mardi Gras 2 or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's just, it's funny how fast it goes, right? Um, some of the new features that have been announced are as follows. And let's start with the eateries and let's start with the Lido deck. Um, so you have this thing, this concept they're going to have called Street Eats. I got to give it up to Carnival and really, let's give a shout out. Maybe we could turn it around. Vance, if you're still listening, come on. We're talking good about Carnival now. Uh too late right he probably turned it off already <laughs> let's give them credit for being creative and and rolling out new concepts of uh, free dining all these other cruise lines are great at innovating they're great at rolling out new food but all the new and interesting stuff of note is almost always for a fee this time um carnival does three separate walk-up eateries that look to capture the food truck experience at sea from what it looks like to me they will offer fried steamed and skillet options that will rotate every day uh, menu items that will be offered are small plates uh, such as for example empanadas they'll have falafel those will be at the fried station they'll have bao buns bao 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 buns or uh siumai at Sumai at the steam outlet, and then they'll have like kebabs or satay at at the at the um, skillet menu. 
right in that area will also be the seafood shack and you guys know the seafood shack i mean that is a paid i mean come on that i get you have to charge for the seafood because that's market price type stuff it's lobster shellfish you can't give that stuff out for free so i don't give them a hard time for doing that but all that stuff is going to be kind of in the same area and it looks like it's going to be opposite where the guys burger it's going to be on the lido deck but kind of like more at the uh forward section of the lido deck where you know guys and uh blue iguana cantina usually lead you to more towards aft into the buffet um they were going to have the red frog tiki bar now the red frog tiki bar is a concept that's also going to be on looks like it's going to be again i don't have the layout in front of me but it looks like it's going to be on the forward side of the lido deck and I hate to say it, but it kind of really reminds you when you see the renderings. It reminds you of the same thing they did with uh, on on Royal Caribbean, what they're doing with uh, Lime and Coconut Bar. Whatever, it's I'm over it. I'm over the whole copying thing. It's fine. They're all going to do it. They're all going to continue to do it. They all do. They all seemingly do it on an equal level to each other. But again, it's a multi-level bar that's kind of like a little bit of a circular form, and it really kind of just just provides a good little atmosphere on the lido it'll probably be going all day into the night as well and it, it, it looks like a cool venue it really really does and that's going to be the red frog tiki bar it's going to have a little bit of a south pacific feel to it very very comfortable looking place to hang out and here's where i'm most excited about there's this place called the watering hole and i am a sucker for all things that are going to be able to connect you to the sea this thing we're copying again a little bit, it looks like. But again, you can't... I'm not knocking it. Listen, copying is copying. And it, they took a long time to copy this. But it looks like a little bit of uh, the, like the waterfront concept on the Norwegian Breakaway Class and Breakaway Plus Class ships. You're kind of on a, where... Not the promenade, but you're up against the sea. You basically have a little area of the ship carved out to where they made a line of a couple of bars and things like that, or maybe it's one bar, maybe it's a couple of stands, or whatever it is. It seems to be like a bar that's kind of like positions you so that you have a full view of, you know, the side of the ship. And uh, to me, this is exciting because it's going to have Carnival's own brewery draft beer. It's going to have uh, Carnival's own canned beer, which I did not know Carnival was getting into the canned beer business. Uh, that's pretty exciting. By the way, another shout out, Doug Parker. Uh, he made a great video about seven predictions from Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, predictions about to happens, gonna happens. We don't know the level of certainty that you're gonna see any of this stuff from. That's why they're called predictions. But uh, he uh, put it out there and he made a video of it. And uh, I think Richard uh, wrote it in the blog and then doug put it as put it into a youtube video but there if, if that if if three or four of those things happen man there's some exciting stuff to some exciting stuff to look forward to for carnival and again i said it in the facebook post today it's interesting how all these innovations come out from all these other cruise lines and they all seem to be so over the top with all these expensive technological advancements Carnival doesn't necessarily, you know, they do have the roller coaster coming out and they do the IMAX and things like that. They dabble. They dabble a little bit in it, but for the most part, Carnival innovates, but it's a little bit more innovation with simplicity. 
and what you probably like there or what the shareholders probably like is that it's a little bit less cost effective and they're kind of in their little slow and steady mode with their innovations um Carnival Mardi Gras will also feature the second big chicken restaurant at sea created by Chief Fun Officer, if you remember that was a cruise trivia question on Sunday night, and NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal. Do you realize how much of a giant that man is? He's seven foot one, well over 300 pounds, and uh, you don't want no problems with him. The all-inclusive breakfast, lunch, and dinner menus will also give guests a glimpse into O'Neal's family traditions as all menu items will be developed and taste tested by the star himself based on his favorite recipes and if you believe that i got a bridge to sell you in kansas uh, we have a quote big chicken is a labor of love featuring all of my favorite fried chicken recipes developed in tandem with my mom o'neill says um Listen, if he tells me and I'm going to believe it, I am not going to dispute Shaquille O'Neal. Carnival is a great partner, and I am very excited to bring the largest big chicken at sea aboard spectacular new Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Um, doesn't really sound like Shaq verbiage either. <laughs> Shaq is a, listen, man, you're going to like my chicken or you're not. You want my chicken? You want the chicken? Come get it. If not, take a freaking hike. Go eat a guy's burger. That sounds like more like how Shaq would put it, but listen maybe he did maybe he prepared that statement personally all right that's it for the cruise news ladies and gentlemen let's get into the main topic of the show and welcome back ladies and gentlemen we got a patreon account you know what that is you ever hear of the patreon you guys have i'm surprised if you you know if you know what it is if yeah if you don't if you don't know i'll explain it right now what it is is patreon p uh www.patreon.com slash always be booked. See, I work very hard on this show. I do my best. I try to bring you guys a lot of good content. Sometimes I hit it. Sometimes I don't. But uh, we also do a couple extra shows a week. So if you are so inclined to donate $5 a week towards the efforts of the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast and all things that we do here at Always Be Booked, uh, it would be appreciated if you went to patreon.com slash always be booked and you can commit to a $5 a month donation. What will you get for that? You'll get a couple extra shows a week. You'll also get the satisfaction of knowing that you are contributing to this labor of love that is definitely something I love, but definitely something that's a labor uh and it would be very very appreciated on my end and you would find yourself into entering into the world of super conehood how do you do it again it's www.patreon.com slash always be booked just know that it would be very 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 appreciated by me if you choose not to and you just like to listen to the free show it is as it is there is no problem the only thing it will cost you is the fact that i just spewed that information to you for the last 38 seconds and that's about it we'll move on from there also we do have the instagram account if you want to check that out I am a travel agent. I do book travel. That's starting to pick up. We have a lot of inquiries coming in, and I uh, absolutely will do the best I can to send you anywhere that seems to make sense for you based on the criteria of things you're looking for in your cruise. You know what I'm saying? Maybe what, what you lose from me versus a regular travel agent is that immediate one-step 100% like knowledge of the cabin categories off the top of their head knowing of every single policy uh, you know but the good news is on that 
I'll find that out. It may take a little while, may take a little bit longer, but I'll find it out and I'll get back to you on it. The, what you do gain from me that you don't get from other travel agents is I will absolutely be obsessed to find you the best cruise vacation that's possible. Here's what it is. I'll lose sales. I'll, I'll lose business in that regard because when I think about your cruise and you tell me what you're thinking about, the way to, if you're a salesperson, is to not give you a lot of choices. If you're going to be a good salesperson, you're going to eliminate confusion and just get the sale. Here you go. This is what you asked for. This is the closest thing. Enjoy it. I'm going to back it up. Oh, hold, hold on a minute. You know, you did say you wanted to go to Grand Turk, but you also said you wanted a little bit more of a cultural experience. So you said those two things. So what I'm going to do is maybe skew you over here a little bit more towards the culture so you can make an educated decision what's going to happen right there is there's going to be cause for pause and you're going to be indifferent about it you're going to go back and forth you're going to talk to your wife you're going to talk to your friends and then that's going to delay the whole conversation and maybe you do book maybe you don't book that's how i will lose some sales but i don't care because this is what i'm this is what i do i'm into the cruising thing and i'm into putting you in the best vacation possible so if i lose business as a result of that I'm okay with it because I know I did the right thing as far as trying to find you and put you in the perfect cruise. We did book some cruise with some people. Um, they'll tell you. I think the experience is pretty good, and it's only going to get better from there. I do appreciate everybody who that has booked with me. Uh, if you are interested in booking with me, uh, call 323-GETAWAY or email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. Don't feel bad about having me give, give you quotes. Uh, you know, hopefully you will book, but if you don't, you change your mind, that stuff happens too. All right, what do all of these three things have in common? Are you ready? Bringing back the plastic straw, Disney Cruise Line adding a casino, or Norwegian Cruise Line being straightforward and upfront about their free at sea pricing. Okay, I'll repeat it. Bringing back the plastic straw, Disney Cruise Line adding a casino to their cruise ships, or Norwegian being straightforward and upfront about their free at sea pricing. With all that, what they all have in common is that you thought that all of those things would happen before your host Tommy Casabona set sail on a fantasy class ship. So here we stand, after about two and a half years of many of you poking and prodding me and telling me I'm very, very much too hard on the fantasy class of ships. You're telling me that it is a very underrated class. You're telling me that it's a great experience to go on a fantasy class ship, and I'm really missing out, and I'm really not being fair to them. Here we are today. I'm sitting here in front of you booked on the Carnival Paradise, which is, and you're going to get your best crack at it because this is the newest and most modern. It's oxymoron right now, but the most modern fantasy class ship there is at sea now i did a bunch of ship tours and uh i don't know i have deep concerns <laughs> I, i'm a little worried about the whole thing i'm not worried about it i'm just wondering if uh you know like i said coming off the norwegian sky jumping onto the uh carnival paradise is that like out of the frying pan into the fryer who knows we'll see what happens but i am giving it a run and uh it is something that a lot of people thought would never happen you know what I mean? So get that rusty hull ready. I'm coming to town, and I'm definitely, you know, making my way over to Tampa. Tampa, Tampa, basically being the fantasy class of cities. I'm just kidding. I have no reason to say that, but it's kind of a funny line, no? So 
I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to jump on a fantasy class ship, and I did a lot of self-educating about the ship, and I'm going to share with you some information about the ship, and then I'm going to share with you some thoughts about you know what I'm looking forward to, good, bad, and indifferent about the fantasy class. Uh, I'm sorry, the Carnival Paradise, and uh, we'll get into it right now. So let's start. Let's just start with some information. Um, the original float out was January 29th, 1998. So she's a little bit on the older side, uh, newer side as far as fantasy class, like I said, but in terms of cruise ships that are out there today for major cruise lines, yes, she's definitely in the older percentile. What I thought it would be fun to do would be to, uh, you know, she was rolled out, she was floated out on January 29th, 1998. So I wanted to do some, uh, I guess, flashbacks of what else was going on in the world when this gorgeous cruise ship at the time came out so we could say this bobby brown who you may know a former husband of whitney houston was found guilty of dui in fort lauderdale so florida making news with the uh one of the kings of uh r&b back in the day bobby brown bobby fell off track a little bit when just as just as carnival was releasing the Carnival Paradise. Bobby Brown was falling off track a little bit. Uh, the number one song, you might want to ask. I'll tell you the answer to that. It's Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Now, if I give you that answer, right, I tell you that that is the number one song that was at sea at the time, you probably won't have much trouble figuring out what the number one box office movie was. That is right, Titanic. The Titanic. <laughs> So what are we talking about here? Is this a coincidence? The Titanic, you're going to tell me the Titanic came out at the same, the, the movie the Titanic came out at the same time as the Carnival Paradise came out. I don't know what kind of sign that is, but it doesn't sound good to me. But let's move on. John Glenn, you all know who John Glenn is. Uh, he was announced to be, organ, or he didn't do it at this time, but he was announced to be orbiting the earth once again. This time at 76 years old. Uh, Bill Clinton, you could just always say Bill Clinton was in some sort of a sex, sexual harassment scandal. You could, you, could just, you could always say that during any time we do this. You just have to plug in the name. This time, Paula Jones. Uh, the Mamas and the Papas were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Dawson's Creek debuted on the WB. Now, you ever notice songs that are out there that are that are that are looked at as comedy songs they're almost parody songs in themselves they're almost songs that people just use as like almost like a punchline it's it's funny because this song but but then there's, there's some of them are actually good songs right i think this is one the theme song to dawson's freak creek uh i don't want to wait is a i think it's a great song I think it's just over the years people laugh about it because of its association with uh, Dawson's Creek and uh, what's the guy's name? NPK, N N P N P H Neil Patrick Harris. Is that what they call it? They get, is that what his name is? NPH. They turn him into an acronym, or am I thinking of the wrong guy? The different guy? No, that's it. And like I said, rounding out the things that important happened right around January 29th, nineteen ninety eight, the Carnal Paradise was floated out. 
Interesting fact, she was built to be the world's first completely non-smoking cruise ship at sea. Uh, hey, sometimes ideas work out and sometimes they don't. In this case, that rule was overturned in 2003 because of very poor revenue. They basically couldn't fill the ship because a lot of the revenue from cruise ships is drinking and gambling. And uh, a lot of times people align smoking with that. And if you're deprived of that vice you may tend to pick a different ship and that's what people were doing so revenue was suffering and they overturned that rule uh she cost just over 300 million dollars to build which is a lot of money for that time for that type of ship dare i say she was christened and godmothered by paul lazan if you remember Paul Lazan, she was a very famous anchor and journalist for abc cnn cbs and Fox. What? What happened? No NBC? But, I mean, that's some pretty. That's a pretty good resume by Miss Paula Zahn. And uh, also, the godmother of the Carnival Paradise. Here's a good one. Did you know that it used to just be named Paradise? It was only called Paradise up until 2007. And in 2007, you guys thought Carnival 2.0 was their refurbishing? There was a refurbishing before there was 2.0. And they had an upgrade program called evolutions of fun it came around and hit the fantasy class the rest of the fantasy class in 2007 i think that's pretty ironic all the other carnival ships were named carnival and uh the fantasies were they wouldn't even put their name in front of them they just called it the paradise this was the paradise this was the elation this was the ecstasy but in 2007 once they did get those evolutions of fun refurbs and upgrade programs they did earn the name carnival so that was it. She does weigh in at 70,000 gross tons. At uh, full capacity, she can hold 20, uh, 2,124 people. The crew is 920 people. Now it's 919 if somebody does call in sick. And uh, so far, it is what it is, man. So I always tell you that before you get on a cruise ship, you know, especially, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's an older ship or whatever, you want to manage your expectations. And I got to tell you, you got to trust me on this one. My expectations are fully managed. <laughs> uh, like I said before about what carnival ships are and what they offer and kind of like the, you know, the mid-level carnival ships, I, I want to get back to that. And I'm hoping maybe the, you know, the may maybe the Paradise will give me a little bit of a taste of that. Because really on the, on the Vista, I'm sorry, the Horizon, you didn't. It wasn't. It didn't really feel like a carnival ship. It felt more like an escape class ship. Very, very nice. Very comfortable, but kind of boring. I could tell you what I do look forward to on this particular cruise. A couple of things that I wanna that I got that I'm pumping myself up about up about and getting excited about. Uh, we are leaving out of Tampa. This is a new experience for me. I've never left out of that port, and uh, you know I'll be happy to do it. And it'll be cool for me to be able to get an experience with that and be able to report it back to you. Like I said before, maybe see Cruise Geek Matt if he's in the area, if, if he's able to kind of, you know, hang out for a minute. He did uh, mention it that maybe we'll grab a beer. I don't think it's going to happen on the front end because uh, I think I'm going to get there the day of. I think I'm going to drive in or take an Amtrak. Well, if I take an Amtrak, it's the day before. But if I take a, if I get up early and drive in, it'll be the day of. It's only a couple hours, maybe two hours 45 minutes three hours something like that uh what else am i looking forward to i always look forward to guys i always look forward to blue iguana cantina um 
in this particular ship and the ship tours that I've done on YouTube, they seem to be one standalone spot and it seems to run all the way across the aft portion of the Lido deck. Uh, if you could picture what I'm saying, mostly what you see is uh, it's separate venues and in the middle you'll have like a, an entrance that can kind of be a separate entrance into the buffet or it can kind of lead you to a couple of bathrooms, maybe the staircases. In this particular ship, it looks like it goes all the way across, and there's like a little bit of a middle staging area where, um, I don't know, maybe they share, or maybe it's for stocking purposes or just communication, or maybe sometimes when it's slow, you could work both stations. I'm not sure, but it did look busy. It did look like a legitimate guy's burger joint. It did look like a legitimate... Uh, iguana uh, blue iguana cantina so i'm excited about the guys burgers 100 percent as most people would be when they go on carnival ships and of course the burritos at blue iguana cantina and i'm also very very excited about the breakfast on blue iguana cantina as well as usual um what else am i excited about listen there's no aft pool, and you guys know I loved an aft pool, and you know that's one of the reasons why I like those mid-level, mid-period mid carnival ships. Uh, there's no aft pool here, uh, but if it does slow down, there is a serenity deck that is aft, and if it slows down enough for me to get into those hot tubs back there, it could possibly sort of duplicate that same experience. If you can get a drink, get in a hot tub, sun's going down, everybody's going to dinner, it's possible. Like I said, it's a serenity area back there. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. What's, what's, what's going to be the differences? You're going to have no music. And when you sit in the hot tub, you're going to get peed on, but it's going to be with older urine this time. You know what I mean? Because it's the serenity area. Um, it could be good for you. Who knows? Maybe you sit back there, you get a little pee on you. Maybe it's, maybe you get some of the benefits from that older pee, you know, maybe that centrum silver vitamins and, Whatever meds might be seeping into my cabs from what they're taking, the pills that they're taking there, maybe maybe there could be some benefits by getting hit with that older pee in the hot tub on the Serenity deck on Carnival Paradise. Uh, as always, I'm always looking forward to that stand-up comedy. Uh, Carnival does it better than anyone. Again, I'm going to tell you this. I felt like it fell off a little bit the last couple of times. I don't know. Maybe in the beginning I was doing more night drinking as I've evolved in my cruise years. I've done a little bit more day drinking. So maybe I was a little bit more sober or maybe out of it by the time I got back there. But it may be during the uh, previous days like the stew days and the uh, Nick days. Maybe there was more night drinking. So that would kind of facilitate an environment where I would just be getting started and be getting excited. So I'd be more into the comedy at night. Who knows? Maybe it's perception. I always had a little theory and everybody has blown this up on me. Everybody has told me that I'm out of my mind because George Lopez just put his name on it. And I tend to believe that. But coincidence or not, that is also when I felt the difference of the stand-up comedy. Once it's not the George Lopez punchliner club anymore, I felt like George Lopez, when he was doing it, it was a lot, it was a lot more, he wasn't doing it, he just had his name on it, but there was a lot more edgy comedy. There was people that, uh, you know, they would, they would, they, they would, they would toe the line a little bit more. Now it's a little bit more older, it's a little bit more uh, dad jokes, a little bit more one-linery, more crowd work type stuff i just remember back then it was just i mean it was balls jokes and, and it got a little crazy a little offensive to some people but for me personally i got more of a kick out of it when it was back then and i don't know maybe somebody can answer me that question what do you think it's crazy the stigma that 
you know, because I told you I've become over the last maybe two or three years, maybe even more than that, but increasingly over the last couple of years, I've become a real stand-up comedian fan and a connoisseur. And you listen to these guys, and you know who likes who and what gig is a good gig. I mean, I know more about comedy clubs and what it takes to be a comedian and how many years it takes. I'm just listening to podcasts because, you know, I, I just enjoy it. And uh, it's crazy the stigma that cruise ship comedians get. And I feel like it's one of those things where people, it's like that bar think about it when you were younger coming up and you know 23 25 years old and you guys hated this bar that you went to every four three nights a week so we're going to such and such place oh my gosh oh we're going back there screw that place i hate that place all right what time we meeting there i don't i don't think that all stand-up comedians hate cruises as much as they say i'll give you an example i listen to this podcast sometimes called pete and sebastian and sebastian menescalco is one of the biggest comics going today period uh you had louis ck then you had like you know you had louis ck chris rock kevin hart level up and coming superstardom is like people like bill burr and sebastian menescalco these guys these are the guys that are becoming Household names in the comedy world. Do you know Sebastian Maniscalco? Sold out. So when Bill Burr, who's pretty much my favorite comedian, when he told me he was doing Madison <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> this is that's a that's a Freudian slip right there. That's actually functional because you guys probably get it when you're listening to me. I just told you that when Bill Burr told me that that's what podcasts at their best are. They are basically you feel like you're having a conversation with somebody, right? And when I'm on my headphones, I know exactly the stop I was. And it's not really of any significance, but I just pictured. I remember hearing him say when he sold out Madison Square Garden. And I was, it was the Broadway stop on the end train in Astoria heading into New York City. And I remember hearing him say, and this was great too, just a great line. He goes, listen, this is how he says it. A dream of mine has been realized I can't believe it. He's usually a silly guy, never sentimental, but he got sentimental here. And he's a from Boston, born and raised Celtics guy, born and raised Bruins, you know, Patriots, Red Sox, the whole the whole bit. So he uh, announces that uh, he's gonna, he's finally a dream of his is realized because he got a gig at Madison Square Garden. He is the little Billy from Boston is gonna freaking work madison square garden for eighteen thousand people this is something he wanted to do all his life he couldn't believe it's coming into fruition he's so humbled by it he's so thankful by it he has so many people to thank along the way and it's actually breaking him down because of all the years that hard work that finally led to this moment and yes tickets are on sale right now madison square garden the middle of new york city you can get pre-sale tickets right now use use <laughs> Use discount code LarryLegend33. So he couldn't help himself. He's performing at Madison Square Garden and has to have their biggest basketball rival as the passcode for any New Yorker that wants to. So any New Yorker that wants to go see Bill Burr has to type in Larry Bird for their passcode to get their discount tickets. Neither here nor there. Funny anecdote. At least I thought it was. But so I'm thinking that's the biggest thing in comedy, right? Bill Burr selling out Madison Square Garden. It's out of control. What is this guy doing now? Sebastian Menescalco? 
sells it out once. I'm like, whoa. So Sebastian Maniscalco's on the come up too. He's he's a garden show guy now. He could sell out Madison Square Garden. That's eighteen thousand tickets. Not only does he sell it out once, he sells out four shows. Four shows at Madison Square Garden. This guy sells out. And I would say probably 75% of you don't even know the name. Sebastian Menescalco. If you want to know a good stand-up bit, an all-time stand-up bit, you know, right up there with Jim Gaffigan's Hot Pockets, you know, you can pick countless ones from Chris Rock, all the famous bits in history. Look up Sebastian Menescalco Doorbell. Just look that up on YouTube. He nails it on that one. But uh, I say that to say this. That was a good tangent, wasn't it? So Sebastian Maniscalco has a podcast with this New York guy called Pete Corielli. And uh, Pete Corielli, to me, is funnier on a day-to-day basis than Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian Maniscalco just tapped into an act that people really like, the whole Italian thing. So anywhere there's an Italian neighborhood, he is going to sell out. Um Pete Corielli is an Italian guy from New York. He doesn't play on the Italian thing as much, but he kind of does in the podcast. And uh, he, I, I listen to these guys all the time. And he said, you know, he's got to do something this weekend. He was totally embarrassed about it. He was embarrassed about it. And then like three weeks later, he admitted on the podcast that he performed. He had a contract with the Norwegian Escape. So he was on the Escape. He did like a month of cruising Uh in the comedy club on the Norwegian Escape. I wish I was able to see that, but I wasn't. But he's a great comedian, very off-the-cuff guy, very funny guy. He's more of like, Sebastian Maniscalco is more of a showman, but uh, P. Corielli is that type of guy that just, uh, he's witty, or, you know, just in the banter. He's He cracks up Sebastian that whole show, just with his uh, one-liners, just off the top of the head. Anyway, he performs on a cruise ship. So I'm wondering, you know, this guy's, side by side with the biggest comedian in the world and he's doing cruise ships but if you listen to any real comedian talk on any podcast they poo poo cruise ship comedians to the max but i think that's a fine line too i think that's they just do it because it's kind of cool to do it going back to that whole bar thing it's just something out there that's cool to kind of neg a little bit you, you throw negativity at it and it just makes you seem like you're in an elevated status and that's that's kind of what i think I, I think Carnival Cruise Line commu- uh, comedy is very, very good. The last couple of times, in my opinion, it has taken a little bit of a dip. And I'm very, very excited to see what it will be like on the Carnival Fantasy. Will it be on that other level? And like I said, Vance, if you're still listening, <laughs> hopefully we can get a uh, you know, little bit of access. Maybe if we don't get it, you know, maybe we'll see him around. Maybe I'll catch up with him on my own. But either way, I would love to catch up with the stand-up comedian on the ship and maybe see if I can get a little quick little one-on-one soundbite from him. Um, that's about it on that. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else on the... Uh, I mean, what am I not looking forward to? Oof, just, I don't know. Just It's probably... You're going to see the whole ship your first day, so there's not going to be any real surprises on it. A couple of the things that I looked on the ship tours that looked ridiculous on it was the fact that Again, and you can't, just the style of the ship that was built back then, there were no balcony cabins because they just, I guess the engineering of the ship didn't permit anything but basically the entire ship being one big hull. And you can kind of see that when you look at the ship, there's just something about those fantasy class ships and some of the other ships that just, it's just everything's a hull. Everything is just, uh, you know, it's, it's all... 
it's it's one structure as opposed to the newer ships where it's the hull maybe there's a couple of cabin le- levels of cabins underneath there but then there's another structure built onto the hull that you know pretty much shows you that uh you know it's like the actual hotel portion of the ship and then they build onto that this thing the hull exists so with that the promenade deck that you could walk all around is like on deck eight or nine or something like that which is ridiculous and you're on the lido deck forget about obstructed balcony view this is obstructed lido deck view there's lifeboats lining either side of the lido deck or one up it's above one but whatever it is there's a there's there's the, the, the lifeboats are in every picture of the lido deck i mean the, it's crazy i don't know man just tell me do you think i'm a, a lot of a lot of you guys have told me over the years that i'm giving them a hard time and you want to talk about managing expectations i might come off this ship loving it because there's nowhere to go but up for me i you want to talk about a, a ship that has a chance to be underestimated and slip in on a sleeper this is the ship that has the chance and um so that's that and and what else oh there's there's a weird thing on the lido deck to uh where the buffet is very very strange when you're walking from the midship to aft somewhere on the lido deck it looks like first of all it's already cramped to walk through there to begin with it's not a lot of real estate going i think it's like whatever that deck is right above the lido deck or it's on the Lido deck. I'm not sure. Either deck, I don't know the numbers yet, but whatever the Lido deck is, but that deck above it that's kind of like that overlook deck, one of them also has seating, outside alfresco seating from the Lido deck. And it's just in the ship tour, it was the most ridiculous thing. The guy's trying to walk through there. You could. It's one-way traffic at all times because the other way is just two-top seating, people sitting there eating outside. Now, it makes a little more sense when you get aft because then there's a little bit more room for tables, but it looks like you got to get those tables out of there. <laughs> it just doesn't, there's, there's a flow issue. And every, every ship tour I did see, it was people saying that the pictures, the picture people, whether it's Fun Ship Freddy, whether it's the pictures of, um, you know, the fancy glamour shots that you take with your family and friends and spouse or a significant other it seems like you know they are poorly placed but it may not be that they're poorly placed it may just be that there's no real area to fit them um one thing that i am excited about looking at is that atrium definitely looks grand it uh i i do like that i do i did say that on carnival uh, i'm sorry on the bahama paradise the one thing i like about the older ships is the fact that it was built before they were completely obsessed and complete experts about making the maximum amount of money out of every square inch of the ship so they kind of took a few chances or they tried some different things that they may not try today so i do like that and that atrium i think is a product of that i think um you know there's more bars and random places laid out around the ship it looks like here and there so that's what i'm looking forward to kind of seeing uh I'm looking forward to trying the delicious Carnival Steakhouse that's always offered. Oh, wait a minute. No, they don't have it. <laughs> Sorry, a little dig. Uh, but no, they don't have a steakhouse. I don't think they have any specialty restaurants. Uh, so that's not going to happen. But that might be cool, too. Get a full, you know, and this might be a solo trip. But I don't know. I'm not the, you listen, I, I don't love the solo cruising thing. I I, I will be the first to say I will get a little self-conscious about it, walking around solo. Uh, it's not a insecurity thing because you know, plenty of friends. But, again, booking this thing with a 
with 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 11 days notice is not necessarily going to be conducive for people that i <laughs> that i like and love to be able to get off with that short amount of time so it is what it is but i may be the guy that does eat solo in the main dining room only because it's for no reason being honest it's for you guys i know you guys know what a buffet looks like and uh you know i would have no problem going to the buffet and loading up three four plates i may do that anyway to get again over the top of the main dining room but for purposes of giving you like the actual dishes and the presentations i'd like to do that so i may be uh, joe loser sitting there by myself in the main dining room and you know what We'll get through it. Um, so looking forward to doing that. Let's talk on land. I have no idea what I'm doing on land. Uh, two ports that are just a little bit of, uh, you know, there'd be ports that if they were going to this, I'd know exactly what I'm doing. You know what I mean? These two ports, I, it's going to be hard for me to pick. Um, I got. I just thought of it a little while ago and kind of concluded or semi-concluded. Shout out to Sherry Cruise Tips TV. Always check out their live streams whenever they do them and their videos. I love their videos and it's a great reference for anybody who wants to learn how to what to bring and pack on a cruise ship and this and that and uh, their vlogs and things like that and the family's tight and it's a cruising family. It's a great show. Cruise Tips TV. But my favorite thing that they do is those live streams. It's the live streams are phenomenal. Uh, definitely check out Cruise Tips TV. And uh, Sherry gave me a good point tonight or a good recommendation. She said uh, maybe Paradise Beach Club. I think it was some beach club, Royal Beach Club, something like that. I forgot what it's called, but I'm gonna check into it. I think I pulled it up uh, in, during a search, but I don't. I um, forgot what it is right now for purposes of this, but there's a good bar scene there, she said, so I may check that out. What I normally like to do in a town that I don't know very well, first and foremost, and you know what? This is a, this is something we're going to do a pro tip here. This is what I recommend. If there's, if you, Unless you know exactly what you want to do, right? If you know you want to go here to do this, go ahead, do it. But if you have any doubts and if you don't know the lay of the land yet, Here's what you want to do, because it's going to be a good time for you to do it. It's going to be a fun time for you to do it, but it's also going to help you so much either later that afternoon or even more importantly, when you go back the next time. Just do one of those cheesy $40, $50, you know, access tours. Just the tour of the city. You're going to see everything that they have a deep dive in. They're going to have a deep dive for most of the excursions, and on this little tour, you're going to see every single one of them. You're going to get a better feel of what you want to do. A lot of times, maybe you can go to it right after. Book it early as soon as you get into the port. Now, Grand Cayman for us is going to be 8.30 to 3.30, so it's probably not going to be a whole lot of uh, stuff we're going to do. And I don't really know if I'm going to really feel like getting boozed out, so I don't know. We'll see. But one thing I probably will do is look for one of those tours, uh, you know, see all of Grant Cayman in three hours or whatever it is, one of those things, hop on, hop off, or air-conditioned, or whatever it is, tour. I want to know, get my feet in. I did it with Curacao, did it with Aruba, and I loved it. And in Curacao and Aruba, I have, and St. Martin, whenever I go there, I have eight or nine things that I know I got a little taste of that I'd like to see more of, and I can prioritize them in the order that I want to see them in and go back down there and check it out. So that's definitely what I'm going to do. I want to say definitely. That's what I'm leaning towards doing in uh, Grand Cayman is just doing a tour. Do it early and then see where it takes me. Probably worst case scenario, I'll do that. Maybe head, head, head over to a bar and maybe get the night started on land. No, I'm not going to do that. 
because we got to use the T word here. And the T word is what? Tender. Um, I don't want to have a couple of drinks, three or four drinks, and then stand in that long hot sun line for the tender. Don't want to do that. So probably won't do that. Probably won't drink. Here's the other thing. I may not have a sip. I still haven't decided what I'm going to do as far as drinking goes. That's going to probably depend on who, who we meet on the ship. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um, as far as Cosmo goes, I don't know. I definitely don't want to do a $200 excursion. I don't want to, you know, I did the ruins, climbed the Cobra ruins. I'm so happy I did that, guys. I'm so happy we picked, shout out to Beatrix. I'm so happy we picked Cobra, even though they might be nicer in Chichen Itza and they might be cooler views in Tulum and it's closer and this and that. I'm so glad we did Cobra because it's a little rustic and a little bit rough as far as the ruins go. And even that's even a little bit better because they, the way the, the Mayans left them, you know what I mean? The Mayans did not leave those ruins in Chichen Itza that pristine. You know what I mean? They're probably reshaped and redone. I mean, they look good. That's an impressive piece of ancient architecture you're looking at when you're in Chichen Itza. Looks awesome. But you know what? Is it exactly how the Mayans left it? It's probably a little bit more uh, close to how the Mayans left it in Cuba. Coba? I'm sorry, Coba. And uh, also the fact that you can climb. You can climb and check the Instagram page on that. Uh, there's some good views and some good footage of me going up the hill there. I, I like that. That was fun. That was a good experience doing that. And uh, so I'm not doing that this time. I'm not going to go crazy again. Financially, you just uh, this is not one of those cruises where you can just you know open up the pocketbook because this is the cruise for the year or one of the two cruises for the year. No, this is a sneak in. So I may, I may, dare I say... Are we ready? I'm going to say it. I may get a moped in Cozumel. You know, nobody's going to trust me on the moped anymore, but I had mopeds before and everything was fine. This one time, there was a problem in Nassau. This one time, there was a problem. But uh, Cozumel is not... Listen, man, if you don't hit that mainland... Or if you don't do a resort for a day, and I'm not the biggest resort, I may do a resort for a day. Maybe I'll do that. That's not out of the question. And just get a whole feel for the resort for the for the day. Again, knowing full well it's not my thing, but considering that this is a this is a content driven cruise, maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll do that and see how it goes. I know a lot of you've done it. We'll see. Maybe we'll do that. I'm kind of you guys. You guys are helping me out right now. You're helping me work through this thing. So those are the leading candidates right now. Because if you don't do that for, I don't want to go on 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 the mainland. I don't think that's going to be a little bit of a waste of time for me because I'm not going to do much in Playa, Playa del Carmen. Maybe I will, but right now I'm leaning towards not. And then really on Cozumel, it's cool to walk around. If you want to get smashed out, you can do that. Maybe that's a, maybe that's one option and it is a uh what do they call it perfect day in Cozumel no uh Cozumel plus <laughs> Cozumel plus so we are there till 10 o'clock maybe that's you know if you pick a day that you are going to get absolutely zooted out and the uh Carlos and Charlie's and the senior frogs and all that stuff are right there uh maybe that's the plan there's only one more. I saw somebody write that there's only one other cruise ship there. They may be right. They may be wrong. I may be crazy. But it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. Um, shout out to the, all the old people that understood that reference. Uh, 
maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll see if we can maybe hook up with with some strangers and maybe have some drinks. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, but those are those are the, those are what we're thinking. That's what we're thinking for the ports of call. What else on the ship? Anything else on the ship that I'm I'm interested in? Not really. Um, it's just a basic ship, and and uh, again, I'm curious. I'm curious. Am I going to come back here in two weeks? Are you going to hear from me in two weeks, being like, "Holy crap, boy, did I miss out, boy? What did I have it wrong? I might." And here's the reasons why I wasn't expecting Carnival Paradise to blow me away, and it did. And here's why: that might happen. Might happen. We will see. But uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted on that. And uh, that's about it. All right, after this quick message, we are going to get into the emails. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always Be Booked Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Bebooked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, every single week we read your emails, and the emails have become a lifeblood of the show. You guys seem to like it, and uh, right now we're doing pretty good with them. Sometimes we have lean weeks, and sometimes we have weeks where we get by. So if you don't mind, keep them coming. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Always loved your email. I don't care if you email every week. As of right now, We'll read them all, so hopefully you'll send me one, and I'll read it on air. Hey, Tommy, Ploofy in upstate New York here. Thank you for reading my last email. Really appreciate the feedback. Like I said before, my wife and I decided to do some cruising next year, but we got the Jones bed, and we drunk booked last night. That is the best. Yeah, we were having a few pops, and I said to hell with it and hit enter. So we're doing the breakaway in November. That almost rhymes and it's always it's so poetic, isn't it? Again, we're somewhat new to cruising and the last cruise we went on, we had a whole bunch of lunatics with us. So my question to you is, how do you go about protecting your personal items while on the beach at the islands? Like I said with the large group I was with, there would always be someone at the beach keeping lookout, but now it's just me and the wife and I'm a little concerned if we're both in the water at the same time. How can I secure my stuff at the beach? Have you or any of the cones used one of those secure lock totes that attach to a beach chair? Curious about those things. Also, 
I was listening to an older podcast where you were doing with your buddy Nick. You were talking about the best beach bars on different islands. For example, Jack Shack on Grand Turk. Let me know what bars I should hit up. And he tells me it's Great Stirrup K, Grand Cayman, Ocho Rios, and Cozumel. Oof. In closing, I've done some stupid things in my life while enjoying some spirits, but this is one I know I won't regret. Keep up the great podcasts. Drunken Booking. Ploofy, Ploofy, that's a solid email right there, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? That's a good, strong email, one of the better ones. Uh, clearly proofread, so that's a plus. <laughs> and just kind of multifaceted, a couple of different avenues to it. And uh, a great story about getting drunk and booking a cruise. Um, so as far as the beach thing goes... I don't know. That's a good one. I really not. I'm not going to be a good resource on this because, first of all, you you may know or may not know I'm not the extended person at the beach. You know what I mean? I don't love extended beach time. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a dumb thing. It's almost like the same thing on the Lido deck when you're in the pool and you're leaving your stuff in a chair. You know, uh, it's cool to have someone who's looking out if you do have that. But I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a unspoken thing you don't steal people shit at the beach you don't steal people's stuff on the lido deck i've left towel i have my towel and i have my wallet and my keys and my watch and i put them under the towel and leave them there and probably drink and forget about them for an hour and a half while i'm in the pool and uh they've always just seemed to be there right i guess you take a glance over every once in a while make sure the towel is unmolested and i think it's like the same thing at the beach a little bit but that's a good question doesn't really make much sense i just haven't put that kind of time in into the beach what you just say sounds like a really good situation with the little lock box that's that goes to your chair um i know i've done the locker thing at the beach before if there's lockers at the beach uh any wallets or passports or valuables of any kind cash you could put it in the locker i've done that when you know you're not going to use it but um I don't know, it sounds like the, the suggestion you mentioned is probably the best way to go. I saw recently a new invention or an infomercial about something that looks similar to that. I don't remember what it was called or where I saw it, but uh, so I'm being very helpful right now. But again, I, I, I wish that I could be a little bit more helpful. I usually like to think that I am a little more helpful with the questions, and I'm not so sure it's going to get any better with the bars. <laughs> So Great Stirrup K, I could answer that. Okay, where you want to be on Great Stirrup K, and there are multiple bars on Great Stirrup K, even though it is private. If you want the action, you want to be at the Bacardi Bar. If you want to chill out and have some good tequila, you want to be at the Patron Bar. Uh, so those are two things. You may want to try both. I would say when there's action going on, it's fun. It's just eye candy. It's people watching. I think they're in the prime time portion of the day in Great Stirrup K. They're going to have some contests. They're going to pump it up with the DJ. There's going to be a good energy at the Bacardi Bar. And standing up there, great, great picture. You get back at the cruise ship and the whole beach right in front of you. And that whole kind of uh, Bacardi Bar kind of, what do you call it, a, a gondola? No, I don't even know what it's called. But it's like a little, it's a sign that kind of elevates above the dock. And you put that in the picture and it's a great little picture. It's almost like one of those signature cruise pictures that you got to get. If, especially if you're on, well, only if you're on Great Stirrup K. Um, Grant Cayman, 
I'm going to have a better answer for you. That's what I'll do. I'll make it a point to have a better answer for you after this cruise. So I guess we are good. We're two for two. You may have to wait a little bit on Grand Cayman, but that's okay. Ocho Rios. We're tricky there. We're, we're a little tricky there, okay? Because here's the thing about Ocho Rios. You don't want to walk around. You just don't. Um, it's not It's not the type of place that you want to do that. Now, I'm sure there are there is a bar scene or a bar area that I am not necessarily familiar with right now. I know if you're talking Falmouth, where, um, Falmouth, where Royal Caribbean goes, there's a good cruise port area where you can do some good drinking in. Yeah, you granted, you're in the port, but you could still drink a little bit. Um, as far as Ocho Rios, you gotta, you gotta book an excursion. You have to book an excursion and get to a destination. I was even told by the locals because, you know, I want to go back to Ocho Rios really bad. There is nothing to do really that's not excursion driven. But there are so many excursions I wanted to do. Uh, we ended up on top of Mystic Mountain. What we did was take this crazy ass uh, park bench ski lift type of thing, scaling mountains, going over spiders. Uh, it, it was it was horrifying actually. It was me and two other two hundred and twelve pound grown men, all you know, fairly you know husky fellas. Uh, some in better shape than others, but all, you know, decently well put together. Uh, crapping our pants on this thing. I mean, it was it was terrifying. It, it, and then you get to, but you get to the top of it, and you have a couple of options. There is a really cool restaurant and bar up there. So I would say that's the only restaurant bar I know of, but it's gorgeous you're a very i'm a big elevation guy you guys may or may not know i like to get high i like to get into the sky i like to look down on things i like to get a full perspective of the rolling hills and the lush greenery and the beautiful green water i like to see things at a, at a, at a certain level that's texture is important to me when i go to these ports and that bar at the top of Mystic Mountain delivers. And from there also, you can do the Alpine roller coaster. So you have a little bit of a three-in-one type of a scenario there. You can do the sky ride thing that takes you all the way up. You can hang out up at the beach bar. I mean, the, the, the mountaintop bar and restaurant up there. And you can take the Alpine self-hand controlled roller coaster. It's one of those similar to the Dragon's Tail on Labadee where you're flying if you don't hit the brakes at all. But if you get a little uh, if you get a little hesitant, you can hit the brakes. You could bet your ass I was hitting those brakes. But it's a cool experience. Um, that's all I know as far as drinking on Ocho Rios. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you guys can give Ploofy, any other advice on cool beach bars to drink at in Ocho Rios? Because I know there are more than what I just said. Um, Cozumel depends on where you want to be. Uh, <clears throat> Cozumel, if you want to keep it simple, you have a bunch of watering holes. So if you go to Cozumel, there's two cruise ports. One's north, one that's south. One is the main one, one is... They both have areas around it where you can drink. You can do a strong bar crawl 
in Cozumel. They have the Carlos and Charlies. They have the Senior Frogs. They have the Hooters. They have all the you know the, the the usual suspects, and they also have mom and pop places where you can get some good authentic tacos and burritos and things like that. So I would say just step off the cruise ship and just hit up the bars that are that are that you'll see near you. You know what I mean? Some of them will be corporate, you know franchise chain locations some will be authentic i don't know how much local driven you're gonna have but yeah you'll have some local stuff because you know the people on the island have to eat and drink too um there's some good food and drink options too if you get inland a little bit just uh do some research on that on your own uh but yeah i would just say stay on that main strip cozumel's crazy because what are you going on <clears throat> does it say with ship oh this is the um Oh, yeah, what ship did you say? Sorry. Sorry, guys. A little bit of dead air here. You booked the breakaway. The breakaway. I don't know. I've done... Yeah, Norwegian. I did Cozumel on the Norwegian Escape, and you are going to sail into the port with... Shoot. Carnival? I don't freaking know. I don't even know because I know that I was on a carnival ship. There's two ports in Cozumel. One of them has that mile-long gift shop, right? And then the other one, you kind of just get off the ship and you're. Uh, you, you, it's a little different. Um, I didn't give you much on that either. Sorry. It's definitely getting late here, and I'm definitely apologizing for that. I'm actually you. You actually did a pretty good job. Uh, Ploofy of uh, stumping me on some of these, so I don't really know which port you're going to come into on Cozumel, but if it's one, you're going to go right off the ship and see some of the little mall areas right there, and you're going to drink in some place of those places, then you make a right, or if it's the other one, you're going to bang an immediate left and start walking up, or maybe even take a moped or a taxi up, and you're going to hit some of the places that are closer to that other port. Um, again, oof, I butchered that one. I'm going to move on. I'm sorry. Uh, I agree with your closing statement that, you know, this was not a bad move. You get a couple of drinks in you. You book a cruise. You're not going to regret it. All right. Next email. It's from Mark. I won't go to Cuba because of the control over the fact that you have to do certain things there and the extra $70 fee per person. I'm out when it comes to Cuba. Mark, okay, I got you. Um, Mark, that is absolutely your right. I disagree with you. First of all, you can't go to Cuba anymore, so that's a mute point, a moot point, mute moot. So it's a point. It's a it's a point that doesn't. It's not re- relevant anymore. But I don't think the two reasons that you said. I don't agree with them. You know what I mean? You can stand by them. That's right. That's that's fine. That's you know what it's whatever. But. Uh, you don't have to do certain things there. That is all for kind of like uh, red tape. It's just something you have to put down, you have to write because of just the fact that the tension now that has boiled, boiled again, that was that was not necessarily as hot during the time, that little window when you could cruise to Cuba, 
you know, you had to, just because of decreasing tensions, it's, it's going to be a process to it. It's not going to be like, okay, come in and do whatever you want. It's like casinos. You've ever seen casinos when a casino hits the town? They don't go in with the roulette and the craps day one with the blackjack. No. First, it's just slot machines, right? Okay, now they get the gaming license for slot machines. Everything goes well. There's no foul play. They keep a you know they keep a clean record, and then they introduce the video blackjack, where it's you know probably gonna rip you off, but it's a guy on a video screen and you're playing blackjack. Yeah, it's not actual cards or it's actual you know you're playing video a video game that you don't know if you could trust or not, but you're still being able to play it. And then a few months later, everything's good. Then they roll out the table games and the real dealers and things like that. That's what's gonna happen with Cuba. Now you just have to write that you're doing a people to people exchange. From there you go and do whatever the hell you want. You did whatever you want. You know what I mean? And second of all, the $75 per person visa? No, man. It's worth it. That's definitely worth it. I mean, if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. But if you do have the money, I wouldn't be cheap with the $75 fee per person because it's an experience unlike any other port. And again, it was said to me over and over again, Tommy, you don't understand. I'm like, what was what, what so great about Cuba? It's hot. You're telling me that there's no toilet paper. It's like going back in time. You know, you don't have the technology, but you got to go. You're going to love it. And they nailed it 100%. So, yeah. What's your name? Mark? Yeah, you you do want to go to Cuba. You do. Trust me. Uh, Moving on. Tommy, super thumbs up for your Facebook Live Ultra Lounge group. Facebook and Insta posting, podcast, and YouTube. Sadly, your January 2020 cruise doesn't work with my schedule, so I'll cheer you on from the sidelines. And I appreciate the shout-outs you have given me on Facebook Live Trivia Podcast. Hooray for you finding your happy place, Debbie. Now, there's already been great emails this week, but this is my favorite email of the week uh, because I'm going to read it again. Tommy, super thumbs up for your Facebook Live, Ultra Lounge Group, Facebook and Insta Postings, Podcast, and YouTube. Sadly, here's where it gets important. Sadly, your January 2020 cruise does not work with my schedule. So I'll cheer you on from the sidelines. Okay? Why this is my favorite email is because this is Debbie. And at the time of reading this email, Debbie is booked on that exact group cruise. <laughs> I'm so happy. I love it. So Debbie put a, a, a video out there today. Uh, she's booked. We booked her this morning, finalized, and she's ready to go. She was excited about doing it. She's pumped up. She's a new cruiser, and we are so excited to have her. Uh, Debbie, so glad you're on board and so glad that this email is absolute horseshit. And... Uh, so glad that you're going to join us and so glad you were able to work us into the schedule all right moving on hey tommy here we go folks summer cruise season is upon us i know who this is just by the tone already uh (laughs) here we go folks summer cruise scene is season is upon us i hope your trips are amazing if you haven't been checking out the weekly cruise trivia game on facebook live get on it asap it's fun and i speak as a co-winner last week was hotly contested but the ever honorable judge tommy made a just decision (laughs) this is great ideas for future cruise trivia topics Tommyisms. Tommy reads the definition. We shout out the term. Example: How are we supposed to unpack our cabins before the muster? Answer: In workmanlike fashion. 
that's awesome excursions describe the excursion and cost and we guess where it is i like that see because this is this is good because i'm going to start running out of questions here so stuff like this is a big help uh businesses and people any cruiser should be familiar with uh abb moments recap a classic abb story and we guess something about it example one time we drank to excess and the waitress blew whistles what establishment are we in you know i started doing this a little bit uh this is juan what's up juan juan your friend from california juan is an amazing friend of the show uh and he is a huge contributor and thank you so much juan always so supportive even when you said here we even when you said here we go again when you heard i was moving back down to florida i am mad at you buddy so he uh we're on the same page here because uh i did introduce more that last week on the on the quizzing you know we do the quiz every sunday at 8 30 cruise quiz please join us always be both cruisers face cruises ultra lounge on facebook and uh we talk we talk cruising as you might expect and we do quizzes and uh you know you see we test your hand at your cruising knowledge we got people improving. We got people who are just killing it. It's cool. Definitely check it out. But uh, Juan is definitely on the same page because a he gave me some ideas, but also, you know, based on the fact that I added some more show-related questions, that was cool. All right, Juan, thank you for the email. Tommy, I'm booked on the Carnival Horizon for eight days. What are some of the must-see, must-dos uh, to fill up three sea days? Thanks. P.S. Had a blast on the breeze after the long-ass drive. I played the Hasbro game show, also did the mixologist contest, and won. The breeze was a beautiful ship. I really enjoyed it. Love Jones. Every time I hear Love Jones, I think of, I, I can't help but think of Method Man and Mary J. Blige. Is that where you got it from? Because I know your name is not actually Love Jones, right? It's Jamal Jones, right? I think. If I'm not mistaken, forgive me if I'm not. 100% right on that. Um, or maybe I'm just thinking of a different person. But he says, Love Jones from your body and your skin tone. Five minutes alone. I'm a, I'm, I, won't, I won't do that to you. I won't rap the whole song of All I Need by Method Man and Mary J. Blige. But uh, that's where I got Love Jones. Or maybe it's just a common thing and that's what he said. And he said it and it's he was taking it from somewhere else. I don't know. Sorry. I just I like I like the handle. That's all. Let's just leave it at that. All right. Love Jones is booked on the Carnival Horizon for eight days. What are the some of the must sees and must dos? Fill up C, three C days. Okay. Here's here's the thing. You've been on the breeze. So from what I gather, I haven't been on the breeze or any any um, dream class ships. Like I said earlier today, I want to. I think what the Vista class is is an evolution of the dream class so i think you've got a pretty good preview from the breeze a lot of similar layout stuff uh so here's what i'll tell you i felt like the ship was a little bit dead again you know how that works it could be just the sailing it could be the ship you don't know but the ship is amazing it blows you away it's a really like fancy-ish type ship and there's a lot to do on the ship what I'll say you want to do is go to the Alchemy Bar. The Alchemy Bar is phenomenal. Uh, I'm typically not a big Alchemy Bar guy. Uh, my experience, first experience was the Alchemy Bar on the Sunshine. And I think maybe it was a little bit new. A lot of the drinks were new. And like I said, it took you 
a very, very long time to get the attention of the bartender because they're making complicated drinks. Then they got to make you drink because it's complicated, so that takes a while. And then you drink it, and you're all done, and you're ready for another one before he's even going to see you for another half hour. So, But that was not the case. They cleaned it up on this uh, on this cruise, on this ship. The What people liked, we went with like nine people. And what, were, what people were saying, I sat out some of the stuff, because I was just kind of doing my thing a lot of the time. But what people were raving about was a couple of things. The Alchemy Bar Mixology class. I don't know if that was for pay. I think it might have been a little bit of a cost associated with that. But the at the Alchemy Bar, they did a class where you make your own cocktail. They teach you how to make a really good a good drink. And you all try it. And, you know, it's, it's this and that. No, a couple of drinks. Uh, the the um, Hibachi was actually scratch that the hibachi was not what it was all it was cracked up to be i'll scratch that right now the most vibrant room love jones on this ship is by far and again i don't know if there's any latin in your background or whatever if there's not you may want to take a class before this cruise but if you're looking for action the havana room the havana lounge is by far the most vibrant room at night that is like you know the and that's what i say about these big fancy cruise ships because it gets confusing there's a nightclub on the ship there's a piano bar on the ship there's the alchemy bar there's a deck party there's stand-up comedy there's guys burger this guy's pig and anchor that also has country music going on in it and there's this latin place havana lounge to me that's the best place if i if i was if i knew how to salsa dance this is where i would live because it's got a live band playing songs that everybody in the room seems to know anybody who's of any latin persuasion is all back there and we went back there just to watch how much fun they were having. I mean, they were having a blast. You know how those salsa things go. They're twirling each other. They know the words to the song. They have callbacks and answerbacks. So it's like, it's 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 nothing we can keep up with. I didn't know what the hell was going on back there, but they loved it. And the right song would come on, and they would all scream, and they knew what time, they knew when they were supposed to scream and yell certain things. And then there's an island bar. And then right on the other side of the island bar is an aft outside lounge with a pool and hot tubs and covered areas. So, you know, that's the coolest part of the ship easily hands down to me. Um, the, 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 fault, the faulty part of the ship is that they moved, they built a room that they clearly wanted to be the comedy club. And they were going to put the cop um, and uh what was it? Okay. So they, they had the nightclub in the Liquid Lounge, which is the main theater. That didn't work at all. So they moved the nightclub into the comedy club, and they do the comedy in the main theater. And the nightclub bar, the regular mainstream nightclub, you know, come one, come all, party till 3 a.m., whatever it is, it doesn't have a bar. So it's got a bar. It's got a rolling bar. So if you, you're at a nightclub, basically... If you're in a nightclub drinking at midnight, it's because you like to drink and you want to have some drinks and you want to party a little bit. In order to do that, you have to stand, or at least unless they changed it by now, you have to stand in line and wait at a drink stand, like wedding style. 
to get your drink. You know what I mean? There's no sitting at the bar. There's no standing at the bar. There's no four or five bartenders taking your order. No, it's two guys standing there or whatever, and you're in line waiting to get your drink to go back to the dance floor or back to your seat or whatever. So you're not asking me this. You're asking me what you don't want to miss. That's all. Let me get back on topic. I'm just giving you a few things on the... uh, I'm just asking you. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just giving you a few things about the horizon that you should look after. Look for. Um, what else? So you definitely want to have the barbecue. I mean, that's a signature thing that you just don't get much at sea. On the sea days for lunch, don't sit down. Don't get table service. Don't let a server come up to you and seat you. No, you walk into Guy's Pig and Anchor. Continue walking through Guy's and Pig and Anchor till you get outside on the promenade deck and you go to the outside, you know, barbecue stand. You see three, four beautiful giant smokers. You got brisket. You got pulled pork. You got sausage. You got potato salad. You got greens. You got everything out there. Muff, uh, you know, what do you, what do they call them? biscuits whatever you got all that stuff out there and as far as eating goes for free that's the cream of the crap on that ship what else do you have the imax there's a lot of imax movie theaters in there i mean uh, movies in there that you could see uh the the aft pool um the whole havana lounge thing whether the club's going or not which it usually is, but whether the club's going or not, you have access to that outside pool, that infinity pool, beautiful area. You really, It's got a real resort feel, uh, Cuban type of feel to it outside. You have access to that uh, starting at, I believe, 6.30 or 7, which is totally fine with me because that's when I like to be out there anyway. Um, what else on sea days for Vista? The, the Lido deck is fun. It's a huge Lido deck. You got plenty of room out there. Um, the St. Jude day is fun. All the stuff that they do on the Lido deck is fun. Not, they're not the best with the bands. Carnival never kills it with the roving band entertainment. Um, what else am I trying to think about for you during sea days? Oh, definitely do the sky ride. The Sky Ride is a blast. Do that a couple of times. Also, you have the um, ropes course. Definitely do that ropes course. Uh, challenging, a little scary, but still fun, definitely. And the water slides up there look amazing. I would definitely try checking out the Serenity deck. The Serenity deck on this particular ship is f- all the way forward, all the way up top. You have a little bit of an issue with the wind, but they do a pretty good job of covering it up. So if you lay down and in your in your lounger, you're going to be fine with that. There's hot tubs there as well. Um, I would definitely recommend maybe getting a thermal spa package because you do get the different rooms of, you know, Steam rooms and things like that, and the floss, the philosophy pool, things like that. By the way, going back to the Serenity, they do have a chopped salad station up there. If you want to not necessarily go all in and slob out the whole weekend, the, the whole week, the whole time, so definitely check that out. Um, and then, yeah, just pay attention to that freestyle daily, and there'll be tons of stuff for you to do. There's all sorts of trivia. And everything is comfortable. The whole ship is comfortable. This is a ship that I can tell you right now does not feel cramped. You got plenty of spacious room. You can enjoy it. Definitely walk on the outside. You'll see the uh, cherry on top, and you'll be able to you'll be able to walk through there, and then walk outside and kind of walk around the whole promenade. Really, really nice, enjoyable ship to be on. I wouldn't say, like I said, the negative drawbacks, you know, not supercharged with energy, but I don't know that you're looking for that anyway, so you're definitely going to have a good time on that ship. 
And I hope you enjoy it and tell us all about it. When you get back, thank you, Love Jones. We'll talk to you soon. Um, <clears throat> here we go. I am doing as you asked this week. I'm doing as you asked and this week's podcast. And I called MSC and they gave me a direct number to the department that does schedules, ship tours for travel agents. That number is blah, blah, blah. I hope this helps and hopefully we'll hear from you soon about you being scheduled for a ship tour. Super Cone AJ. Yes, if there is a such thing anywhere as a Super Cone, it is AJ. AJ has been very, very active and I appreciate it so much. And yes, he's been trying to tell me about this MSC stuff for so long. <clears throat> he clearly wants me to get on there so I can give him some feedback and things like that. I have called that number and I have emailed again. And uh, I'll continue to try to do so. But AJ, I appreciate the email. I appreciate all the emails. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Keep them coming. Instagram, alwaysbebooked. YouTube, guys. YouTube channel, please share the share the love on YouTube. Patreon, you know all about. I won't say it again. Oh, also, by the way, when, when you guys share the podcast in groups, different cruise groups, uh, like I said this earlier, Matt, you did it. Matt and Thelma did it. And then, um, and then Scott and Kara did it. It gave me a spike, so it definitely. So I definitely saw more people trying to get invited into. You might have seen a little bit of a spike, uh, an aggressive spike in members of the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge, and a lot of people. I saw the listenership went up as well. So. Anytime, if you see something, if you're in your cruise groups and you see something that any of the episodes that I have can be related to a particular topic and you could kind of like plant that episode in that group, listen, it's not me. If I do it, it's me promoting. If you're doing it, you're trying to help somebody because it's good content, ideally. Um, but that seemed to be a big help. If you guys uh, were able to, in any of the cruise groups that you're in, go into them and, you know, provide value. In that group by posting a uh, a related a related episode to to some of the questions that are asked in that group or some of the discussions that are that are brought up in that group that would be a huge help to me because i saw it done this week a couple of times and i definitely did see a spike and we are trying to go to a new level here so all that stuff is hugely appreciated thank you so much cones thanks for listening we will talk to you soon Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-nine tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away. I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up 
sandwich cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the... So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from Put me down.